That is correct. The McShanester is back with another delicious episode. Thank you again so much for listening, following, subscribing, and telling all your friends and family about the MAPS podcast. Hopefully, we'll get quite a few more followers thanks to this very handsome guest. No, no, no. Not me, guys. I'm the host. So is Michael. I'm talking about the guest. On this episode, Michael and I sat down with the extremely talented and incredibly hardworking dude, Jordan Summer, a.k.a. Jordy the Blonde. He really had us captivated with his story, as well as doubled over with laughter because he's a super fun dude. He he's he's just one of those really genuine, amazing guys. And I know for myself as well as Michael, we are so um, fortunate to be his friends. Um, this episode also went a little bit long, so we're making it a two-parter. But we will also be premiering Jordy the Blonde's first single, Tension, at the end of this episode. So please stick around and listen. Otherwise, please enjoy. And as always, Shakabra. You tell me, boss. Coming from the guy who's not even ready. So, I'm, hey, I'm ready. What are you talking about? I don't need headphones. <laughs> Welcome to the MAPS podcast. I am Shaney Shane, and across from me is Michael uh-huh. Wilson with two L's. Damn right, Jordan. <laughs> I thought it was one. And we have Jordan Summer here with That's right. us. That's is right. it summer? It's summer. Like the... the I almost said the spring, like the season, <laughs> like like you know, summer, like spring, like but mid midsummer, spelled with an O. Yeah, like midsummer. Yeah. No, wait, that was that's with an A R. You know, that's mid-summer. one of the most annoying things is when somebody calls up and they're like, "Mr. Summer." Okay. I say summer. I know a summer's same spelling just with an S, so I always yeah. have to remember if you are that person with an S or not. So I told this my ex- extra. Speaking of the one L thing, it's it's a reoccurring thing. I got yeah. many stories, but the latest was last night. My mother-in-law calls me. I recently told her that I'd worked on a song that was going to be on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, hey, Mike, so I recorded this Hallmark movie. Is it the one that you had the song on? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and so I, you know, she proceeds to like put the pieces together which she actually has some pretty good detective work but it was for a song that Gwen Stefani was singing on Mm. and the movie was she was the one that found that out what I thought you said your mom right Right? no mother-in-law mother-in-law she was the one that found out that it was for Gwen Stefani no I had told her it was for Gwen Uh, Stefani uh, uh, but uh, she uh, found the movie that was produced by what's what's his his name 
come on, Blake. Shelton? Shelton? Yeah. Uh, they're still together, right? They're, that's the yeah, thing. I, I think, think they're getting married soon or something. Yeah. Who cares? So Who cares? she was like, I'm going to record the movie that her dude produced, and it's probably her song on it. And mm-hmm. I still haven't heard back. But I proceed to look up the all music credits. They gave me credit with one L. <laughs> oh. Uh, gonna mean? So you mean they gave you no credit? Exactly. They gave you absolutely no credit. Jeez. It's like I, I worked that gig with Kamasi on Homeland. And uh, I was so excited to like, you know, it was like my first, first big mixing gig. And uh, you're welcome. Yeah. No, seriously. Thank you. <laughs> I, like, I'm not even going to lie. If it weren't for, if it weren't for Wilson with two Don't hours, inflate him anymore. I'm going to inflate him, is. but don't worry. I, I make him feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> you should see me on gigs. This dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I was working that gig, and I was so excited to like tell people and show people. Like, oh yeah, man, I was I was there. I did the 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 series finale of Homeland, and then the episode ends, and I'm like watching the credits, and there's like maybe seven people in them. <laughs> I was like, so they don't they don't add people like. Me? <laughs> <laughs> Are you on the all music thing at all, or or like I, I, to be real with or you, or like I, IMDb I or whatever. I, well, I'm on IMDb, and I did I did end up going through the process of, of getting my credits through IMDb for it. So if you look me up, you can see me on there. So that's cool. So for those of you who are listening, Jordan works in the industry. That's correct. With music. We know him. Mike, you met him first through PCE, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, we're doing freelance production gigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And back then, he had a much more controlled accent. And then yes. once everybody figured it out, he just let it rip. I didn't have to hide it anymore at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I t- I, it was it was really thick. So like, I mean, as you tell, but like I, I like had I literally had to hide it. And then <laughs> and then once once people started making fun of it, I just stopped. And then like I, they'll be like, "Well, is everybody back there like like that?" And I'll, I'll I like I call up my dad. I'm like, "Dad, they're." They're like making fun of my accent. He's like, we don't have an accent. What are you talking about? <laughs> Go tell them to fuck themselves. <laughs> right? They that, know what pizza is? That's usually the, the period, uh, the ending of a sentence for most New Yorkers, would you say, is go fuck yourself. Right? I mean... Unless you're speaking to grandma, but... I just think that it's really sad that that's like... that. That's what everybody goes uh-huh. when they think of New Yorkers. They just think but that that's what you're thinking in your room. head. No, <laughs> I, I actually like, since I moved to California, I've calmed down quite a bit too. Like, I, it's not that like I was evil or mean or anything like that, but like, I've definitely calmed down on my demeanor. Like in New York, I, I, it was, it's like just normal to be like, Hey, go do that. You know what I mean? But out here in California, I kind of have to step him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Fucking pansies out here. Am I right? For real. And real f- sensitive. For, right for, for those of you who haven't met Jordan. Yes, I am really sensitive. <laughs> Thank you for motioning to me. I am. I'm an artist, you know. What, what? As am I, that, Shane. That, that great Motorhead little snippet. Uh, we're fucking artists. We're fucking emotional. <laughs> From, More Jack Daniels. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, that's definitely one thing that I saw on the road with you. Is some people was like, "Hey, is that guy mad at me? Like, what's Dude, his deal?" <laughs> were you there? Were you there for the uh, the Portland incident? I'm not sure. No, you weren't. So Tell, Tripoli, yeah. Tripoli was on, oh, okay. on that tour. Mm-hmm. So Tripoli is a fantastic engineer from back in upstate New York, where I'm from. Um, and he he was my A2 mm-hmm. for a tour with Max Frost. 
And oh, you maxed out an A2 one time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it was like... Now, now like, A2 is, uh, what's it called? iPad Pro 2? Essentially, because we roll with an M32C, like the rack unit one, so we have iPads that run the show. I can patch it straight into a, a normal desk, whatever. My life is pretty easy because I can just plug it in via, you know, Cat5. and Until boom, Dell gets involved. Until... I, I can't say stuff like that just in case. I don't want to I bleep it, it out. Not you. <laughs> I can bleep it out. We'll 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 uh, talk to legal and see how uh, what we need to do. I think our legal team's actually right here. I think yeah. He's snoring. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, snoring. they're taking they're taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, in Portland, we rolled up to this venue and uh, what venue? F- it was. Oh man, it wasn't anything special. No offense to him. But it, it, it was... We'll uh, talk to legal. <laughs> we'll talk to legal. I'm trying to remember it what Portland, it was Portland, Oregon. It was just... It, yeah, it was Portland, yeah. Oregon. Um, all I remember is they had the JBL, like those those shitty speakers that just give you basically only from like 1K to 4K and nothing else. Which one's the whole JBL line? I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> but like, I would... I like let them borrow one of the wireless mic clips that we have, because the whole show runs on, runs on like wireless mic clips. And uh, I let them borrow one, but they're like essential. We lost one like the, the night before. Our spare is gone. So like at the end of the night... I'm, Just because he has multiple stands, is that what you're saying? Yeah, he has multiple yeah, stands on stage and he jumps back and forth. You should get him the Madonna mic. It seems much more fitting. The Madonna mic? Oh, no. <laughs> he have, He already has an ego. He doesn't need to feel <laughs> special with both hands. <laughs> But like the Ted Nugent mic, <laughs> I think he likes swapping around the mic and putting it on his under his under, um, you know, armpit and all that stuff too. Which, uh, yeah. it, it, even though he regret regretted that a couple times, where it came up pretty smelly and stinky, and he's like, "Oh fuck, Max doesn't stink." Okay, finish this story, then we got to get back to some history here. Oh, okay, all right. So basically, at the end of the night. I I came in with three wireless mic clips. I was going to leave with three wireless mic clips. That doesn't seem like a big deal, but for the show, it's required. So I take all three mic clips because they basically lost the one that I let them borrow. They're like, oh, we found our old one. So I, I just, I told them, I was like, all right, man, until I get, until I get that other one back, I'm going to keep this one. And the guy went and told all the people up top, like the people who run the venue and everything, like, I think Max's sound guy is holding my mic clip hostage. And I was like, that is one of the most like baby things I've ever seen. It was ridiculous. But at the end of the night, it all, it all happened out well because uh, Annie Tunnicliffe was there. She's an old friend too. Shout out. And uh, she, she kept everybody calm, more specifically me. Yes. <laughs> because if it's your first time meeting Jordan and it's at a gig that he's working... You might be a little like you guys are painting me as such an asshole. I'm no, not. you are a serious professional. You <laughs> take the job very seriously, and so much so that people are—is he always like this? This is the only time in history I think somebody's going to fight you and be like, "I swear to God, I'm not that professional." Like, <laughs> I'm cool to be around, right? No, I think it's—I think it's particularly. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I think it's particularly when you're mixing front of house. Huh. When you're when you're just, you know, doing a gig, loading in or whatever, super chill, great. Yeah. But the stress uh, switch flips as soon as you're mixing. Mm-hmm. Like I think one of the most beautiful moments was watching you <laughs> sweating, stressed out at my wedding, <laughs> 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 mixing. Like I can't fuck up Wilson's wedding. <laughs> 
It was a very important oh, occasion. It's, uh, it's different. That mix had love in it. You know? <laughs> love and no low end. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> Damn. No, so, okay. Oh, so let's, so let's, back, let's set up some history. There's, yeah. there's way too much going on in this room. We've all had We're individual experiences. Yeah. So I met, we all know how we met Shane. We all know that. We all know. Well, how I met Shane. We all know that. But I met Jordan. If you doing, don't know that, go listen to episode one. <laughs> <laughs> I met Jordan doing freelance production gigs, right? Mm. What was our first gig? Oh, man. I'm sorry. That's like, <laughs> I feel was like, like, like a, when it, was our first kiss? And I don't know. Like, I know. It's yeah. fucked up. I remember. Damn. I had a tattooed on my arm. <laughs> no. Was you it like. The, you got his lips tattooed. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Was it Barclay or was it. It was probably Barclay. Yeah. Actually, or I think it was Men Alive. Maybe. Oh, Maybe it was Men Alive. That's fitting. Just, just for a disclaimer, we have the dogs inside the That's inside the room for the podcast. Yep. Zion yeah, and Zephyr. Zion? Yeah. Oh. Man, he's so over it. <laughs> um, no, he wants all the love. So yeah, we yeah. met on the gigs, mm. and we just would gig together, right? Yeah. And then you didn't have, have you met Shane before the tour? It, weirdly, it was over map stuff. Yeah. Because, like, so you, you were already managing by the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because okay. I had questions about the, the studio, and you set me up on Slack. So gotcha. I, I hit up this this like Viking-looking dude on Slack, <laughs> and I was like, he he seems... I'm not going to lie. My, my first time seeing you on that with that little thumbnail, uh, I was like, he's he seems kind of like a dick. He's got to be six foot eight. Yeah. <laughs> and then I met you, and I was like, slightly taller. Yeah. <laughs> but like... And then, then, uh, then I actually like saw you on on Instagram, and I was like, "Oh, he looks he looks pretty chill. He's like standing out in the ocean in like a suit or something like that." <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, then, and lo and behold, like years later, like two two years later, yeah, Frost was looking for another tour manager, and uh, no, we need to back this up. Yeah, all right, we need to back this up. Slow up. So, because this all ties in, and this is kind of relevant to what we try to do here at Maps, not to you know be too sales pitchy. But, you know, you and I on gigs, hey, come check out my studio, blah, blah, mm. blah. You need a studio. You start recording here. You need something from the studio, so you hit up Shane. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, and I'm not sure if you you put this all this together, one of our other producers, Andy Hernandez, who's mm. awesome, he's been with us for a long time, had hit me up and connected me with his friend Joe and said, hey, I have some two opportunities for you. And it was the first Max tour that I set you up on. Yeah. So shout out to Andy for passing it on. But I Damn. then passed it on to you because yeah. I wasn't available. So gave you the Max gig. You were with him for a couple of, or a year or so, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Got hit up again by Joe. Hey, looking for, because I think Joe hit me up and then you hit me up. Mm-hmm. Looking for a TM and a tech. Mm-hmm. Hooked you up with Shane. Well, well. Boom. You guys went on that route tour last year. There was. Sure did. So now you guys talk more than I talk to you. Weirdly, yeah. Not cool. I send I send all the little like backstage flubs to shape now. Yeah. Like I feel bad that you you had to find out secondhand about the click in the mix. I know. I thought I sent it. I'm sorry. It's just, you know, (laughs) I I'm real busy nowadays. But never too busy me. for me. So it's not me. It's you, man. Wait, shit. <laughs> it's never too busy for me. But yeah, that's that's kind of the the timeline of how we're sitting here 
today and you just happened to book a session today to what you do you track some vocals yeah yeah i was finishing up a, a record i was working on with this this band from dana point called hold fast they're younger kids but they play some gnarly speed punk hell mm-hmm. yeah Super and then fun. we decided to swoop you mm-hmm. after your session buy you some pizza no yes. beer well yeah and i was almost gonna subtitle this the sober boner uh if we didn't have the sober boner episode if we didn't have uh i wasn't too sure how you know it'd it'd be obviously mike doesn't care about putting alcohol in front of you and being a jerk so you know it's it's not being that's that's one of the biggest like things with with like being i say straight edge mostly because it's it's easier to say like i don't i don't drink you have the tattoos man yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was young once. All right, uh, I was big into the hardcore scene, and uh, I, straight edge hardcore was was my thing. And do we want to go into that story, or is that too gnarly? No, I, it's I, not gnarly. But honestly, I was in the shower today thinking of you. <laughs> of course, oh. you were. <laughs> and I was just like, you know, some of the cooler conversations we've had in the podcast so far have been like these really exposed, rad, gnarly stories. Yeah, and when I think back of you know, you and I shooting the shit years ago, that story is gnarly and it's heavy, but it's like, I feel like those are stories that develop who we are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Obviously, and, like you changing pretty much your whole lifestyle because of that incident. And it's, it's not like it's, you know, something that other people haven't gone through, you know, yeah. fortunately. And it's, but it's, it is real that not a lot of people have gone through, you know, mm-hmm. if anything, your story, which I think now, of course, you have to tell, is other people... <laughs> no pressure. Uh, no pressure. Other people Are would go... Are you uncomfortable with it? Too bad. <laughs> There's probably other people who've had that happen, they, and they go further into mm. like drugs, alcohol, abuse, yeah. that kind of stuff. 100%. And you go... You went you know, the opposite way. It was just like cutting it off and saying, like, that's not for me. And, you know, that's something that, yeah, it's very you know, honorable to be able to like, this is what I went through and this is how I need to go, you know, put my, my life in this direction now. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was, um, I was young. So, Mm -hmm. uh, sorry, mom and dad, (laughs) like they, they, they know, but it took me years to kind of tell them details. Um, I guarantee they still love you. (laughs) Yes. Remind and me to tell you about the uh, me dropping a hammer in the toilet story. That one's a good one. Dropping a hammer in the toilet, <laughs> in the toilet, yeah. on the toilet. Remember that, Shane. <laughs> um, well, I was I was really young and I was hanging out with some gnarly kids in Utica because um, I'm from upstate New York. I grew up in a small town called Herkimer. For those of you who don't know me, uh, a Herkimer. Lot of, lot, like I feel like any if I if I you know post this if I feel like you know promoting this show at all. Um, like I'll have you'll have like a, all of a sudden you'll have a spike in like this tiny town called Herkimer. <laughs> um, Come on, her what? <laughs> the uh, we used to call it Jerkmer. Um, Jerkmer. That's like as, as as inventive as we could get there. Um, so I would hang out with these kids from Utica, and Utica is not a nice city. Um, that's why everyone wants to burn it to the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's why they. That's why they made the paper company there, so they had fodder. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. But there was a night that me and my friends were hanging out, and we were down in South Utica off of uh, Kasuth, and uh, one of my friends was killed. He was shot. Um, I was I was 14, and then, like, 
I, I so like that's that's the this is like I don't really talk about this out loud. This is weird. Uh, it's basically like I was already young and doing this dumb shit, and then I kind of got a little bit worse after that, and then like all, when it happened, I disappeared. All of my friends disappeared. I was like really lonely. I couldn't. I, I didn't feel like I could talk to my parents. I couldn't talk to. You know, not not that they weren't supportive. Yeah. I just I I didn't know how to communicate. You know, especially with something like that happening. That's a he- heavy thing to deal with at fourteen, and you saw it, right? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, so yeah, like ultimately, you know, how does any how does any normal person, you know, even like older adult, handle something like seeing their friend get shot in front of them? Yeah. And let alone a 14-year-old with just, you know, all the all the kind of building pressures that are kind of you're going through as like an adolescent, you know, is mm. like that's super gnarly to have to go through and deal with. Yeah. It was I think it was uh well, I mean it was in May when that happened and then it was the Labor Day weekend later on that year. That's like September, mm-hmm. right? That's that's Labor Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was getting they're confused. Always the same. Yeah, they're yeah. Used. yeah. But uh, there was like this huge bonfire at this campground that like my family would go to, and uh, I remember out. So like during that time, I started seeing like a therapist because my parents like you know something's up. We gotta gotta get them to see somebody, mm-hmm. and they passed me around, and I, I got put on like you know, happy pills and stuff like that. And I was, I was totally abusing him to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. I was abusing the shit out of him. Um, and I got completely fucked this night and I went down to the bonfire and like, I can't, <laughs> I can't remember all of the stupid things that I was saying to people. Cause I was just being a dick mm-hmm. and I got like a tap on my shoulder and I turned around and it was like the first time I saw the kid that was with me when it happened and he was smoking a menthol and he was just like, <sighs> So, uh, what are you doing, man? And like, I swear to God, like in that moment, it was like, boom, sobriety. And I just haven't touched anything since. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, even with that in mind, like to circle it back, like I've grown past that mm-hmm. and I'm, I, at least I like to think I'm healthy, <laughs> but like, I, I'm, I'm happy. I'm not like, I used to beat myself up for it. And, and like, that sounds stupid to say it like that. But I used to beat myself up for something that was beyond my control and not my fault. And uh, even though it's, even though trauma is not my fault, it is my responsibility. So that's what I did is I focused on making myself better. And uh, sobriety really helped that. And I just kind of stuck with it. Now it's at the point where like I have so many years clean if I just ruin that streak. Yeah. Yeah, you celebrated what, 17, 18 years? Jesus, how old do you think yeah, I am? He's fucking 53. I don't know what's going on here. <laughs> no, dude, it was, um, oh my God, I don't You're even like know. You're like 42. I was 14 at the time. I'm 28 now. So 14 years? 14 years. Right, is that, that the right math? That's mm-hmm. right. We're all like, yeah. And then like that somebody, is correct. somebody busts out a calcula- calculator in their car or something like that. 28 minus. These guys are morons. 14 is 14, yes. Okay. That's no, dude, math. but all, all shit talking aside, it's like you are the most legitimately straight edge person that yeah. like, like in, in, yeah. in, a, in a really respectful way, dude. Like, I mean, honestly, and I've never, I've never once, you know, question anything about like your character, what you do just because you don't drink or do any drugs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I really, it's, I really appreciate that. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things that like, you know, as 
especially as an adult, you know, when you get to like know new people at work, it's one thing. But then like when you, you know, especially when you're in the music industry, you develop these like close relationships with people, especially when you're on the road, when mm-hmm. you're doing all these things. And, you know, it's easy to bust each other's balls, but like ultimately when you, you find somebody that's, that's truly just a super solid person like yourself, you know, that narrative and that story of how that person became to be that way is something to be shared, I think. You know what I mean? Because it's it's more rare to find those super solid, well-put-together people in this industry mm-hmm. than not. You yeah. know, oh, as much as you try to look like a fuck-up, like, I, I can only say the same for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like, uh, yeah, Wilson. get him, get him, yeah. Wilson, on numerous occasions, has, like, saved me. There's, yeah. I almost moved to a basement in Queens a couple years ago. Yeah. We're not going to get into that. But, like, yeah. I almost moved to a basement in Queens. And Wilson was like, hey, man, I don't know the law behind it, but maybe you can stay at the studio. And yeah. I, you know, I ended up finding something in time, but like it was a rough time. And Wilson yeah. was there, man, every step of the way. He keeps like, for some reason, like I'm having a super bad drought with work. And then all of a sudden, I get that text message at like two a.m. Like, hey, dude, you uh, you free on the fifteenth? <laughs> <laughs> you want to take a tour? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but it is, uh, you know, when we were on the road, there there were a couple times. It's like have a long day of either driving or dealing with bullshit with shows. Mm-hmm. And there was this couple places where we'd go and hang out and I'd grab a beer and I'm like, God damn it, Jordan, I just want to cheers you <laughs> once, you know, you and, water, though, fu- funny enough. And, and too, like not everyone knows this about me. It was like, I grew up so quote, quote, uh, straight edge, like mm-hmm. played in a straight edge <laughs> band. <laughs> like, no, I, you played in a straight edge band. Pretty. We didn't claim it, but that Harry Balls on you and the Teeny Weenies was nobody was drinking, nobody was smoking, nobody was doing any of that. You're my hero. I know. <laughs> That's what everyone tells me. Uh, yeah, and it it was, you know, for me, like I would see, you know, my dad maybe get a little bit too saucy and be a little bit kind of, you know, make me feel not comfortable at certain family events or <laughs> things of that nature. Uh, Playing a little grab ass. No. Shane got his pubes this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that probably that probably was said. Uh no, but it was uh for me it just and I'd see other friends like acting like dummies when they're drunk or high, and I was like, I don't want to do that at all. That seems yeah. silly. You're like, I don't want to act like a dummy till I'm in my mid twenties. So in my mid twenties. But then it, yeah, for you know, when I hit twenty one, it was like, okay, like you know, let's 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 embrace, give this a go. Embrace your Irish. Yeah, Embr- let's embrace yeah. the Irish. You know, uh, I I had had like you know I'd had drinks before that here and there, but I was never, I'd never, you know, would be like wanting a beer. And I and I initially was drinking very very fruity beers. Shock top, shock top, honey crisp apple. Wow, was my go to. Dude, Dude I, I'll never forget beverage. this phone call. I got from, I, it must've been your birthday that I missed or like something. There was something going on that I missed and I called to check. Yeah. In I bet it. you missed it. You always do. <laughs> Probably. Um, and I called him, I think it was, I think you were like El Cap or something like that. And I was like, Hey man, like, so how's it going? And he's just like, Oh yeah. I drank so much shock top. Like what was it? It was like apple crisp, the pretzel beer, whatever garbage it was in there, like in, in the pack. And there was like a, 
Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's like a multi pack <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. of like of all shock the soup. Shock like le- There was like a lemon, there was a raspberry, yeah, 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 there was yeah, honey yeah. crisp apple, and maybe there was, there's another one? Yeah, I think like, there's. He's like, probably gotten buzzed quicker drinking Capri Sun. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but he, he, he tells me, he's like, I drank so much day drinking that I took a nap and then woke up with a hangover before the sun was down. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It got to that point where it did absolutely nothing except give me a freaking hangover before I could get drunk. Yeah, Uh, just so much sugar. But anyway, yeah, it's you know I've I know quite a few guys who have definitely claimed straight edge and then broken it, and it's you know Uh well it's it really is comes down to however you feel your life is you know needs to go. You know, and some people definitely can't handle uh, having a bunch of alcoholic beverages every single day or what what have you, or or even just once a week. There are definitely some people who just don't know how to do it in moderation. The same goes for any drugs, you know, but but it definitely... Yeah, I think it goes for a lot of things, the moderation oh, yeah. thing. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I, even though I'm sober, I still think moderation is key. Yeah. I'm not saying that I'm missing out by not drinking, so like, you know power to anybody that's sober anybody that's trying to clean up like that is the right way no offense you know what i'm saying but i think that i feel like i somewhat missed out on a lot of experiences because i i don't drink yeah you and know in yeah. like those specific years when you're 21 having your first your first beer or something like the, when i turned 21 the first thing i did because i was really angry at like people who were drinking around me i was young and people were annoying as fuck they gave me shit all the time yeah. was i went to fast track i remember this story which is a <laughs> shitty gas station in upstate new york and I bought a 40, and the lady at the counter is like, oh, happy birthday. You're going to have fun tonight? I'm like, yeah, I'm going to go smash this against my high school. <laughs> She's just like, what? Okay. I really set that lady off on a weird one. <laughs> but like, And I, that's what you did. That's what I did. I went up to my high school with my other straight edge friend, and then yeah. I like just threw it against the wall. And I was like, yes, yeah, down with society. Fuck I was, yeah, I spent money on this beer and I, <laughs> yeah, I just I wasted them. it. Yeah, this is showing my high school and all these fucking drunk-ass idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I really showed them. No, but I had the same thing as where, you know, in high school, I felt like I was sometimes missing out on, like, the party scene or, you know, even early college because, you know, um, I just... That's the normal thing you do is you mm-hmm. go to parties, you get drunk, and you get fucked up, and you talk about it later yeah. of like, oh, man, yeah, I was so fucked up. And for, yeah, I, I didn't feel like I needed to do that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I there was a part of me that was like, man, you know, and too, like, I feel like, you know, there were maybe some parties and events that I wasn't invited to because they knew that I wasn't drinking. If anything, I'd show up and I'd have a good time and hang out with my friends and stuff. And I'd even challenge the Mormon kids to chug in a Coke or a Dr. Pepper (laughs) and I'd win. Of course. I'd always win. Of course. course. Uh, But yeah, there were definitely, I was often the DD, which, uh, you know, I Mm -hmm. was glad that I could do that for my friends. The double dick. Uh, the designated driver, Michael, please stop Michael. this misinformation campaign you're Michael, trying to you need put to out clarify there. clarify that. Uh, hey, Michael, sometimes... Michael, stop spreading information like that. Yeah. This is, this is important times to get your facts straight. No monkeying around, okay? Uh, yeah. No, but it was those certain things that like, oh, I feel like I'm not... You're on your soapbox, dude. No, no, no. It's hey, I'll call you back. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll hear Sorry. from you later. 
Sorry. <laughs> so, um, anyways, Jordan, uh, tell us about. You're a musician, right? <laughs> no, I want to hear this this hammer in the toilet story. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, me and my brother. This is how it starts. Me and my brother were watching Joe Dirt. Yeah. Joe Dierte. Joe Dierte. For and some reason, I've been told that I look like David Spade. You do. I didn't want to be mean to you, but. And even worse, when we did the Foo Fighters set last year, my mom was like, who are you dressed as? Joe Dirt? <laughs> oh, that's right. I was like, mom! See? Well, you didn't put en- enough thought into your Taylor Hawkins costume. We had a whole discussion about this. Everyone else was doing, like, I dressed in drag because he did that in uh, Learn to Fly and Wyatt did his pilot outfit. Greg dressed as Pat Smear, and then Michael's like, "I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna put on a tank top and shorts. That's what Taylor looks like. <laughs> I'll take off my glasses and I'll look exactly like him." Halfway there, <laughs> too bad you look like Joe Dierte. <laughs> so we watched Joe Dirt, and you remember the scene where he's like, "You don't have any firecrackers, no flim flams, <laughs> no dirty jacks, or whatever, all those different stupid yeah. names, flim flams." And we started, we were like, yo, you remember that movie Dirty Work where like they tossed fireworks in the toilet? And I was like, yo, With yeah. Norm MacDonald? Like, yeah. You remember that shit? Yeah. I don't remember movie that part of the that movie. That was such a good I remember that movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. That, I, that's a sleeper, dude. That's one of those ones that like me and my brother used to love and nobody knew about. So we were we had all those inside jokes that nobody was in on. Like, we're, like listening to this episode, people are going to be like, this is fucking boring. Just a bunch of inside jokes. <laughs> and what was it? Ming Lang, the Chinese whore that bit off my nose. Tip of my nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Well, they threw fireworks in the toilet mm-hmm. in like, me and my brother had the greatest idea ever to like go upstairs in our already like fixer upper house that my my parents are working very hard to keep nice, uh-huh. and we threw a firecracker in the toilet and the shit fucking blew the bowl apart. So there's like a hole in the bottom of the bowl upstairs. Up, it's upstairs, yeah. <laughs> oh, so there's water everywhere and there's a hole in it and like we freak out. We like call dad and I'm like because we were working on one of the rooms and like. We had a hammer, so like the fr- my first thought was like, okay, if he finds out it's a firecracker, he's gonna beat the piss out of us. So like I go in and I I like put the hammer in the hole, <laughs> and I like I like call my dad and my, my dad calls our neighbor Pete. He's a very close family friend, and he comes in and he's like, he's like, oh, so you dropped a hammer, huh? And he's like picking firecracker stuff off the wall. <laughs> like you can still smell the sulfur from the firecracker, and like, and he's like, mm-hmm, sure. And you know, Pete's the homie. You didn't say anything. Fast forward years later, my dad. My dad was really. He was kind of cool about it. He lied to me and told me that it was going to cost a thousand dollars to make me feel like shit. Yeah. I did. I felt so bad because you I since that. realized you just find one in the Goodwill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Home Depot and like when I was in like twelfth grade and realized it was like one hundred and fifty bucks. I was like, "Are you serious?" Oh, oh, did you see that? The demons. The lights just went off. It was the dark arts. Oh, oh shit. shit! What just happened? I don't know. A uh, light bulb first. That literally yeah. exploded, son. Whoa, it did. It came out of the freaking socket. What? Damn. I've been getting static electricity the whole time that I've been here. I feel like Multiple we need times. to keep on recording. No, All for right. real. So like- th- those lights went out right now. And then tell the listeners listening right now, the lights just went out in a blaze of glory. My story um, is so good. It's just like... It's we should a, be it's electric. this in case we just burst into flames (laughs) your story is electric (laughs) well you know somebody did die in this building right oh that's good thanks man i didn't and this this unit yeah oh um filson knows the story but there was a guy who 
I don't know, something about a forklift. You're fucking lying to me, dude. No. Yo, I'm out. Wait, I think I can hear Is this it? Is this the guy? I think I can hear the ghost. (laughs) It's him. He's come for us. His his name's. What's that? What's your name? Yo, that ass, you can like smell that though. It's Zephyr? Oh, Zephyr. Oh, I love you. Yeah, you can definitely smell it right now. Yeah. That was very weird. Do we need well, to do something with this? No, thing? you guys keep on going. I'll check the breaker panel. So I think that was the majority of the the story, the toilet hammer. The ending of it yes. is years later. Yeah. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, years later, my brother's wedding. I'm giving a best man speech. And I really wanted to showcase like how different he is now from what, what we used to be and how much of an adult he is now. He, mm-hmm. I mean, we were little bastards. Yeah. We were assholes. And then, then he has a, a, a kid. He, then he had another kid and he like turned into probably like one of the best fathers I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would never say that to his face. Yeah. Why would but, you? <laughs> but like, <laughs> uh, I'm giving the, the, the toast and my dad's over at the, the sound console thing that we had set up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like telling the story of how, we like blew up the toilet and like everybody's laughing and everything. And my dad is just silent, dude, silent, staring at me. And I'm like having that moment, like, <laughs> Oh shit. Oh, I'm a fucking dead man. So I'm like in the, I'm, I'm telling, finishing the story. I'm like, guys, he's not laughing like into the mic. <laughs> like, everybody's <laughs> laughing and I'm up there freaking out. Like guys, he's not laughing though. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how we found out years later that it wasn't a hammer. It was a firecracker. He seriously, he didn't know. No, Pete, Pete's like, you Pete, know, was Pete, the homie. He helped Pete's us out. He's the man, dude. He's the man. You owe Pete your life. I do. I do. He introduced me to Star Wars, too. Oh, wow. I owe him more than my life. Dang. Way more than my life. Okay, we're not going to get on that tangent. I don't want to get too sappy. That could take a long time. But yeah, uh, You already know the Empire did nothing wrong. So, so tell us about, you know, with, with you and music, um, Atticus Finch. Yes. Tell us about that band, that group. Atticus Shout out. Tinch. Um, Atticus Finch. Uh, when I was like fifteen, I mean, I was I was already in bands and stuff. Yeah. Um, growing up in high school, I that, more I look back on it, that time was was sick, dude. Like there was no music going on there. We we literally like created a scene, all of us. You know? Yeah. Like it was a small area. There wasn't much going on, and then at at a certain point, we had shows every week. And it was, we brought life to a place that was typically had nothing going on. Yeah. Um, and it was good, a lot of fun. Good, clean fun too. Good, clean fun. Yeah. Only a couple of things broken. That's, um, a, that's just a couple. But we, we are a pop punk band and we've been writing music together for years. Um, and until recently, like we, we have all moved to different places. I live in LA um, for a while, Newman lived in like North Carolina or something like that. Mm-hmm. Trevor lives in North Carolina. That barbecue baby. That barbecue baby. How Trevor, if you hear this, hook it up. Ooh. Send that freezer box. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but uh, Pat, it, it, he was an anchor on the news. <laughs> yeah. Like all of us had different different careers and different things, and like we decided like let's let's try and like write remotely and recorded some stuff like all apart. Uh, we recorded our first album because it was like we, we have a a pretty solid following where we're from. Yeah. And, um, we had probably five farewell shows because we had like, <laughs> when we moved away and then we'd come back for Christmas yeah. and shit. 
So we started this thing, Litmus 2K19, 2K20, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I went back to visit a couple years ago, and I like, I had this like super impassioned speech. I, I don't know what came over me. I was just sitting with Pat and Brando, and I was like, listen, guys, I've been on the road for a while now. I know how it works. We can fucking do this. And I like told him, I was like, you don't have a, a fucking choice. You don't have a choice in this. And I somehow got Pat to agree to it. Brando wasn't really about it, but he came on the second tour. Oh, in New York. was it because that you guys decided to go on tour in the middle of winter? <laughs> Is that maybe the no, reason no. that he wasn't no, fully no. on board? <laughs> so like the first tour was in California okay. and we, we went from San Diego That's right. to San Fran. That's right. And, uh, that was, that was sick, man. Shout out takers levers. They, they yeah. kept it, kept it cool with us, you know, love those dudes. They, they really let us keep the training wheels on. <laughs> um, we played, oh man, I, I've been in so many venues. I can't even, rem- like, yeah, I can't remember. And I feel together. like a jerk because these people were great, but mm-hmm. it's just, you know. Obviously not great enough, so. Obviously not. Yeah. What was your name again? Um, <laughs> Shaney Shane. So uh, we did California. We Atticus Finch fucked the West Coast. And then. We went to New York and did Buffalo to New York City and hit like some iconic places. You know, mm-hmm. Arlene's Grocery in New York City. That's that was the the best. Um, it was super fun, man. We we've been playing for years, and then finally to get it get it out there on the road, uh, especially as adults. Like you know, you have this plan as a kid, mm-hmm. and then to fulfill it, you know, like it, it was definitely one of those things where we appreciated it way more because we were adults. We yeah. really worked for it. Um, and that's the funny thing with that is like that's something that every single person should do in mm. a certain extent is like yeah. get out of your town and even just see our own our own country even if it's just like the next state over you yeah. know it's always going to be such an an experience um but especially if you're surrounded with like good people, yeah. even if you're <laughs> surrounded with shitty people, it's gonna be an experience. One hundred percent. I've been on a tour with you. I know. <laughs> yeah, and it it was an experience. It you can yeah. never say that it wasn't an experience with shitty Shane. Like it was, <laughs> shitty it was something to behold. You know. Uh, no, it was seriously like all joking aside. That was that was definitely one of my favorite tours. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah. oh. We got some ambiance. Oh my here. god, he brings in candles. <laughs> yeah, wonderful. It's a seance. You got that? Jesus Christ. So yeah, we got a candle in here. Nice. Well, uh, atmosphere now because uh, anybody's wondering, the ghost haunted us. Yeah. Yeah, I killed. I killed the breaker in this room, but our bulb completely blew out of our. Yeah. Light fixture. Yeah, not not like it just blew, like it shut off. This is like it's not in the fixture. Do you think it might have been loose and shaken? I think it's hundred percent Jose's fault. Oh yes, yeah, I I concur. I concur with that. Fucking Jose. Uh but anyway, back to yeah, with like with touring mm-hmm. for me doing the Max Frost thing with you. I thought it was great. I didn't think it was shitty at all, but um No, it w- it yeah. really was great. <laughs> I know. But it, I know it, my I know my but, voice just immediately sounds like I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> I swear to God. It's that New York. What accent? <laughs> what accent? I don't have a fucking accent. I don't right? have no accent. Man, that's uh, the most swearing you've had on your podcast. I'm sorry. 
No, hey. Oh, definitely this is, not. This is, yeah, I don't think so. And this is a, an adult podcast. If you are younger listeners, you need to check with your parents to make sure it's okay. Or you just need group. to grow the fuck up. Y'all or, are going to learn how I learned, okay? <laughs> or, or words are words and sticks and stones won't break my bones, you know? Sure. That's how the, that's how the phrase goes, right? Uh, sure thing. So, yeah, even being on the road with you and Max... And Swell's band, that was like, it was work. It was, especially that fucking tape machine. It Dude. was work. That's and well. You you got injured. You got injuries from that too. Yeah. That tape <laughs> well, machine. Well, first small little thing. Let's is, all be real. That tape machine should not have been there in the first place. No, for multiple reasons. Well, and if anything, just a should have been a lighter tape machine. It, there's so many things that it should yes. have been. Yes. But like, first of there. all. To anybody listening that thinks that tour is just this glamorous thing where you go travel everywhere, it kind of is. It's Sometimes, pretty dope. Yeah. It is but, pretty yeah. dope. <laughs> it, it, it does cost you a lot of hours of your life, and it's it's hard work. Sometimes hard, you get yeah. those tours that are sick, that are just super nice, but then yeah. then you have those ones that are ball busters. Yeah. And, uh, well, this this tape player that we're talking about for Max Frost, um, not to give too much behind the scenes information here, has been retired. Huh? Has been retired? Max retired? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you see, he he had this like, what would you say, six feet tall? He had he had this tape player built before thinking about getting a case for it. So we had we had to carry it around. So like before you, we had to carry it up and down stairs without a case, (laughs) no handles. Up and down these flights of stairs onto like stages and stuff. But isn't it like steel frame or something? Well, at first it was like this crappy aluminum framing with tiny little bolts and screws and shit. I'm into that. (laughs) 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 But you would think it's light. It's not. So then the next tour, because it was falling apart, like by, by the first week, this thing was falling apart. He had a case built for it. That weighed as much as the tape machine itself after he added on cast iron framing. Yeah. So, like, now this thing weighs, I want to say, at least 400 pounds. At least. Yeah. It, t- it takes four guys to be able to, like, move it. And yeah, you guys well. were, like, putting it in a fucking sprinter van. Yeah. Yeah. In a sprinter van and then in a trailer. And and it was also, <laughs> yeah, sprinter van that we couldn't just simply roll it up into because it was too fucking it was tall. Too tall. It was too tall, so we, we couldn't just roll it into the trailer. We had to tip it over, and that's how the injury happened. Yes. So yes. massive oversight on my side of things. I When I'm in, like, go mode in my, like, oh, my God, I just want to go to bed. Like, I just fucking go. <laughs> Wilson's seen that on, on gigs where I just, like, go into crackhead mode and I get shit done. And, like... I was pushing it in with Chris from Swells, fantastic drummer out of uh, Austin, Texas, by the way. Whoa, whoa, we love you, Chris. Love you, Chris. Bruh, 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 bruh. So, like, I was pushing it in, and we had it lifted up, but it caught something. So not only did the weight come down, but the, the force of us pushing it slammed it into my foot. So, like, now we're going to get graphic. Because of my sock and, like, the weight, the friction on my foot basically tore it apart. So like the top of my foot had this hole in it. Nothing was broken. It was just like amazingly. It was yeah, amazingly. But like I knew it was it was good. pretty bad. You yeah. know, I felt it and I was like, I'm not gonna look at it yet. Cause I thought it was just a bruise. But yeah. then like when I got back and took my sock off, my sock was like holding it together. And it was like nasty. <laughs> Frost was out was out drinking. Right? Yeah. So 
<laughs> Typical. <laughs> so like I get back to the Airbnb and I take off my sock and I'm like, oh shit. Like this is like, I could go to the hospital and get like stitches. Yeah. I could go to the hospital and get workers comp from, <laughs> <laughs> you know, in retrospect, sorry Frost, I should have, <laughs> but like the filing's coming this year. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, he comes in drunk. He's like, you didn't get hurt, dude. He's pouring yeah, he, fucking whiskey on it like the, you know, <laughs> old pirate videos. He was quite schmammered. I'm going to clear it. Alcohol's good for it. Mm-hmm. So he, he comes in. He's like, you didn't get hurt. You didn't get hurt. And he goes, he's like, dude, just show me it. And he like sits on my leg, which hurt so bad. It was throbbing. He's not a small person. No, is Frost is about 6'2". I want to say 6'2". He's about like 200 pounds. He's a pretty solid dude. I'm six three. I don't know. What yeah, he's a, yeah, he's six two. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, he's. I don't want to inflate his ego. He's he's Frost. If you're listening, you look a little skinny. <laughs> so, so he comes in. He like lays on my leg and he like yanks the band aid off and then blood everywhere. He's like, oh shit, oh my god, and he starts to have like this episode where like. He he told me the other day. He's like he's like you're one of the only people where like I would be completely lost if you disappeared. <laughs> and I was like, thank you, thank you. Thank you. you know, this is a good segue. <laughs> First time I met Max, I like exchanged some emails from like that. You know, before mm-hmm. I got you the tour and stuff. And uh, it was, I think it was the beginning of both our tours, right? When I met up with you guys in Nashville. Well, technically, did you meet him at House of Blues? You came to that show. I don't know. Yeah, no, I just came to watch Jordan shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we took a prom picture that day. It's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah. <laughs> so then, yeah, Nashville. Uh-huh. Yeah, but uh, oh, that night was fun. I think mean, I like yeah. set, set what up, but like first time hanging, we went to fuck. Why am I blanking on the name of that bar? It was a honky tonk. It's the it's the honky tonk yeah. bar on the main drag in Nashville. Mm. They got all. The, it's Fourth Street or Sixth Street, or am I thinking? No, it's on Austin. Broadway. Oh, Broadway. I'm thinking of yeah. Austin. Uh, yeah, you are thinking of Austin, but it was like one of those moments where like I got shaved the tour. I was just like, Hey man, I'm going to be on the road. Like we have to meet up on tour. Like there's yeah. something about like meeting up with your homies, like yeah. on tour, you Dude, know? That's and, the and, shit. Yeah. And he's just like, cool. Jordan's not coming. He's being a bitch. I'm like, typical. <laughs> and he wants to play fucking video games. Yeah. He's, being a bitch. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to bring Max. I'm like, sweet. And so we get there and Max is kind of like, Oh, hey, what up? Like just not even like batting an eye. I'm like. Dude, like, I booked your whole crew for this tour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, like, we finally yeah. have a drink, and he buys me a drink. I buy a drink. I'm like, hey, man, so how's Jordan working out? He's just like, oh, that fucker, he's all right. I'm like, well, you're looking at the guy who uh, is responsible for you having him. And he's just like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Oh, man. Jordan's the fucking man. I was like, how's Shane doing? He's like, ah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird how, like, in this industry, like, even, like, between production and music, like, nobody tells you you're doing good. And I and I think that... that we were lo- just talking about this before we hopped on, yeah. Yes, yeah, we were. Like, it, it, but I, I really think that that's, like, part of the reason why so many people are so insecure because if nobody tells you you're doing good, all you start to like switch it and think that you're not good enough for yourself. But I also think there's the opposite. No, right? I also think that nobody knows they're doing good. You, yeah. you could be on the lady Gaga tour hundred percent and she could not think she's doing good. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's just the vulnerability being an artist and like, but there's also some weird sense of camaraderie where it's just like, you know, especially being on crew, yeah, you feel like you're working your ass off for somebody, and all you want is a little like love back, yeah. But 
when you're kicking it like at the Airbnb or on the bus or on the in the Sprinter van and you're like just shooting the shit like after the show and you guys are both worn out and you're just trying to be normal people for a second. Like, like I would play Kamasi street fighter and he would like whoop my fucking ass. <laughs> He's nuts. We like, wouldn't, we like wouldn't say a, a word, but there was just something like, cool. We're on the same page. We're just playing fucking video games. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like there's like, you don't, it's, it's a totally different. Um, yeah. It's just, it, I don't know. It's a different kind of like relationship. You know what I mean? A, a yeah. working relationship. So like, like, you don't need to be like, all right, good work, you know, engineer of the month. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. But so, as humans, we definitely want that sometimes, sure. you know, we want yeah. that validation. You so know? then to bring it back to that night where. You're doing fine, Shane. Where, <laughs> you where, did great. <laughs> no, because bring it back to the night, you hurt your foot and Max saw it. And then he proceeded to go down and berate me about, like, <laughs> how could you let this happen? How could you let this happen, Shane? You're the fucking manager and you're stronger than jordan he might be going home now (laughs) and then he started he like he was he had had some beverages and he started to try and wrestle me and did you win as as much as as much as he (laughs) pretends as much as he pretends to have his shit together he does in a lot of respects but when it comes to like something that he's nervous about, he fucking goes on. <laughs> but that's what I'm he saying is, is like even these people that we're supposedly working for are just as stressed out exactly. about it as we are. Dude, you the know? perfect yeah. corollary it's, to that is like I I always looked up to my parents as like for sure. Right, like yeah. that man, they got their shit together. Like right. and now I'm the age that they were when I was thinking that, and I'm like, no, they were faking that shit. <laughs> yeah, every step of the way. It's yeah. so. So am I, but that's the thing. It's like one of the, th- at least like with the music that I'm, I'm working on now, the whole purpose of it to me is kind of like the confidence curve. Have you guys right. heard of the confidence curve? Yeah. I, so like it's where you, you start in and you kind of learn about a topic. You're like real amped about it. You're like, oh damn, this is sick, man. This is like really cool. Start to learn a little bit more. And then you lose that like, like, oh wow, this is a lot. Oh shit. So your confidence goes down and then you hit the bottom. Where you're like, I don't know if I can go any further. This is super hard. I don't know if I can go any 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 longer. I can't try this anymore. It's just too hard for me. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people give up and then they'll start over with something else. So like you see these people, like I'm sure we all have those friends that are like, I'm into cooking now, or I'm into music now, I'm into uh Broadway musicals, I'm into right. fucking Ouija boards, whatever. Like th- they constantly cycle through those things, but it's usually the most successful people that get past that. And then once you get past that, like point of no return you get to this point of confidence where you're like it's a lot but yeah i know i can do it yeah and then once you're beyond that it's like fuck i'm gonna crush this now yeah you know what i mean yeah 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 i mean that's like running a fucking studio (laughs) 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 you know but yeah yeah i totally get you i mean i think my uh confidence career happened when i got the maps logo tattooed on my back <laughs> <laughs> yeah it had to have happened then because i mean you ain't got a choice now player. Yeah. yeah pretty much it is sink or swim once you have it on your and that was not just a little simple outline that could be easily covered <laughs> it's a whole lot of black it's right next to the dolphin on his lower back that's right yep. yeah yeah <laughs> but i think i'm gonna add you riding on that dolphin Bro, oh. I would be honored. Wow, that would look glorious with your little headband thing. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I think I destroyed a hotel room trying yeah. to find. <laughs> when are you gonna? Are you gonna have a, uh, you know, you know, like a J 
Jordy the Blonde sign that you're gonna be throwing up now that you're gonna be a huge hip hop star? <laughs> I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't even call it hip hop. I have like two songs that I like semi rap on. Uh-huh. It's just like that. It's it's uh it's hard for me to to call myself a rapper. Yeah, I is, can't, is I that tied in with that lyric video stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the give it to me, baby. Okay, all right. Give it to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I am Jordy the Blonde. Uh, that's my artist name. It comes from all the old Italian dudes at, at the at the union that I worked at, and we go, "Oh, Jordy, go see Jordy, Jordy the Blonde." You know? Yeah, because no Italians are blonde. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah, exactly. You know, so I like stood out like a sore thumb. Only the attractive ones. Only the attractive ones with ass chins. <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about Shane's girlfriend? <laughs> oh, that's gonna be ended oh, out. We love you. Damn, she we didn't have you. a she didn't have a cleft in her chin. She does not. But no. you she said only the good looking ones, and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> Shane's girlfriend is blonde. She's Italian, and then you're like ass chins. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> and you said it after ass chins. Sarah, you do not <laughs> have an ass chin. No. You don't. You know, she's probably she probably has a straight feed of this because somehow she like knew about the truck before we did to her. You're like driving down the road and there's a truck on fire and I was like, "Yo, look at that shit!" He gets a call about three minutes later and yes. she's like, "Are you okay?" Like, how does she know? Ridiculous. Well, the, mu- the, the music that I'm doing now, um, Frost and I have become really, like I would say that we're really close friends. Like we're at the point where occasionally we call each other and talk on the phone for like an hour and a half about our feelings. And, That's uh, really cute. It's we're the cutest couple, dude. <laughs> so but like, cute. he's helped me a lot in respect to like production. And um, I was already like a mix engineer and stuff like that. But now I'm like, he taught me so much how to like produce out. Mm-hmm. Um, and he co-produced a, a bunch of my music. So like, I brought him songs that I, that were already written, and I was like, hey man, like, what do you think I can do with this? And he's like, bro, let's do this. And we like sat in the studio, and um pumped out song after song and uh i just like ran with it and i was like there's no way like these these songs are not to toot my own horn here but i there's no way that i can't put this music out yeah it means too much to me and i've worked too hard on it not to show people and um so actually today because we're recording in future future time if today if it comes out on the 22nd today is the day that my first song tension drops tension was co-produced by frost and uh i had a vocal producer on it alex flagstad who was md for taylor upsall when we were touring with them yes we were talking about him the other day yeah great cool. shout out upsall she's awesome up uh, taylor love you Seriously. love her yeah she's awesome um Frost, we love you too. We haven't okay, said Max. that. Yeah, Frost, yeah. Good we times love out you. Nashville. Good times. <laughs> Good times. Speaking of which, Taylor, uh, that sub shop your parents own in Phoenix is Captain Bill's, right? I think it's called Captain Bill's. Oh, I don't know. oh shit. That Usually I avoid so Phoenix, good. maybe I'll go next time. Bro, hit Captain Bill's. Okay. It's the, it's the, it's the wow. tits. I'll so, ask her. So yeah, like I, I've just been working on this music. I have two EPs done. Like I'm sitting on them. This is the part of this is the part of music that people don't really know. That like I keep trying, I, I don't try to get into, but like I think it's really good to know. Like when when I'm starting to like put myself out there as an artist, I want to be the artist that helps other artists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm I mean t- that that's that's kind of you just hit on a big point of why we want to do this podcast in the first yeah. place. Exactly. Yeah. Like the map, the maps in general. When I first came here, the reason why I loved the place was because it, not only the feel, it feels like a place where you can foster creativity. But th- you told me straight up, you're like. If you need like video, uh, we got people. If you need like this, we got people. If you need this, we got people. Like, 
and I'm I'm kind of this. I run myself the same way. I for think. sure. I'm like a network type. I got. I'm a guy guy. Like oh yeah, I got. I got a guy that. Can you do only that. like guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Kayla. I don't want to break it to you. <laughs> but that's why we're here at the podcast. Plot twist. That's why we have the candles in front of us. <laughs> so God, the light blew out. Right. Yeah, the light it blew totally out. went out on its own, <laughs> not by someone pre-programming it to Should go we out. Make this more spicy. Oh, don't oh, pour. Shit. Don't pour the bird dog on the fire. Oh, look at that. That's beautiful. The way the light dances so off of the, the is that whiskey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah, not yeah. about the whiskey. It's about you, Jordan. Keep on talking. Oh. But shout out to Bird Dog again. Shout if you want to, if you want to sponsor us, that would be great. You even got a shout out from a sober dude. What's up, Bird Bird yeah. Dog? Yeah, Bird, Bird Dog. dog. Yeah. Well, we will make you uh, send them some emails. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I, I want to show people like what I because I've I've done a little bit of everything in my career as as a human. Mm-hmm. Um, from like I've delivered beer. Sober guy delivering beer. That's a funny one. I've done you told me a fun fact the other day I think is relevant right now. What's up? How much did you make delivering beer? Oh, here you go. When I delivered beer, I made seven twenty five an hour. And then how wow. much did you make at your first real gig here? My first real gig here, I made so much money that Chase thought that I was a, it was it was fraudulent. <laughs> so I, I was dirt poor. When I wow. moved to California, I had three hundred dollars to my name. $300. I drove cross country with it. So I had even less when I got here Yeah, and wow. I get my first gig with PCE. That's a, wait, that's actually impressive that you got here with just $300 even driving. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how many ga- tanks of gas. He wasn't talking about those corners in OKC. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <sorry>. yeah, well. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I get out here, work that gig yeah, and then I was supposed to get direct, like direct deposit. Yeah. It comes and it goes. I don't see any money. So I call up Chase because I just started my bank account there. And they're like, they tell me like, well, con- considering how much you made, like, I don't know, three weeks ago, that we think that you're not real. That's so they legit so thought I, I wasn't a real up. person. Like That's I was, I was so like, fucked up. It's so fucked. So I had to wait another two weeks with no money. Cause, and you call cause me you up like, I'm Jordy the blonde motherfuckers. You, <laughs> you don't normally hear that. Uh, normally the way is it's it's like there's a lot of money going out of your account and mm-hmm. they're like hey uh, we think this is fraudulent because you don't normally spend this much money but to have it go into your account yeah. and they're like uh yeah this can't be possible like this has yeah. to be fake <laughs> it, well this that's the thing is was like at, not to say I'm money bags now, you know. I'm, <laughs> once you, like, I don't think anybody is right now except for our politicians. Right, that's very true. And that's big corporations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but. Well, anyways, sorry to pull you off the tangent. You're you good, do man. so many gigs. You delivered beer. I I did video editing for a while. I did uh, PR for everything from politicians to video game companies. Crazy. I was in I was in bonds. Like I was <laughs> Bail the person. Bonds? No, 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 that would be sick though. <laughs> Call me dog with like fucking I hair. You I would shave a mullet in perfectly. In two seconds, <laughs> perfectly. So like, I was the I was basically the person that would help determine which. Mortgage bonds would go into like those CDO type things. Not this they weren't like CDO pre or post two thousand eight, post two thousand. Okay, so right. it wasn't mm. technically a CDO. It wasn't technically, mm. but I was illegal. making a lot of money for people who make a lot more money than me. <laughs> that that was just soul sucking. And actually, that job, I wore a suit every day, and my boss was like, he was complaining about having ten thousand dollars a month in expenses. So like, I I quit. Yeah. He was like, I remember we were in like Milwaukee for a company retreat and I left to go see friends that were working on Warp Tour. 
And they were like, dude, why don't you just like, like, we can, we can call people. We can get you set up in like doing, I don't know, stagehand work, even to get you started. And I'm like, well, I, I've done audio for like years because I've been in bands and stuff. I'm like, dude, yeah, just like, we'll call somebody when you get back to New York, man. Don't even worry about it. I go back after this, my boss spent like a couple grand on me going out there and like whining and dining me. And I'm just like, hey, man, uh, I got a new gig. Sorry. <laughs> and I like dipped. And um, it was like not even a year later, I was on the road touring. Yeah. You know? So, and uh, I make I make money to live. It's not enough to like, you know, I'm not living any glorious lifestyle. I'm happy. I'm satisfied. Right. Uh, enough to live in LA and uh, not Orange County. But like, hey, one day you'll be back. One day, hey, one day he'll grow up. A lot of people are leaving LA because yeah, of how dude. fucked up it is. And also, Joe Rogan's telling everyone to go to fucking Austin. So. Actually, <laughs> Joe Rogan lives near Frost's dad's house. Oh, really? So Frost's dad is balling. Yeah. I'm not going to get into that because Frost's right. dad is a really nice guy. All right. guy. I'm sure he is. Not to put his very, business out there. Frost very senior. lovable family. No, they're great. Very warm hearted, very generous, very, you know. You know what, yeah. Shane? What? You know what I'm more disappointed in? What, Michael? That our guest here told me that he loosely has a house in Santa Barbara that he has not told me about. No, dude, no. Listen. He's told me about it. So again, <laughs> again. We don't own it. He, yeah, but again, he's knows who he needs to tell the information to. Jesus Christ. Is that where you stayed? You didn't stay at El Cap? You guys. I didn't. I stayed. What? What are you talking about? I would, you know, I, I would feel guilt if I wasn't a New Yorker. <laughs> no, I say I say it all cap. I'm just saying. I know when I the know. swell is right. When the swell is right, I give you keys to my studio. You give me keys to the house in Santa Barbara. <laughs> we gonna shake on it? Deal, deal, deal. I only met Kayla once. She hates my dogs. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so Kay- Kayla, <laughs> Kayla is my girlfriend, and um, she is way out of my league. But she's also allergic to dogs, and I found out the day. <laughs> We went over to Wilson's house, and he has a gigantic husky and the French bulldog. And they were just like, they loved Kayla, but Kayla was scared shitless. She was, she like, was she shitting her pants. I she, was just like, like, she can't touch her face if she's near <laughs> oh, a dog because wow. it'll like freak out. So she was just sitting there completely still, just like staring into the distance. Yeah, I, so I, so I had, she could technically touch them. She just cannot touch her face and just needs to wash her hands. Or well, no, it'll probably it'll probably it's probably more than that. If if she scratches them, they'll probably get the shit fur and dander or whatever in the yeah, air. Yeah, something like that. So, have you seen her have a gnarly yes reaction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad because like uh, that yeah. was pretty on early on in your relationship though. So yeah, I, I, I don't blame you. Yeah. But I started thinking, I'm like, damn, dude, like, did she not have a good time? <laughs> and then. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and then I like found out that Jesus is like terribly allergic to my dogs. And I'm like, yeah. oh, and we run a dog sitting business on the side out of my <laughs> oh, house. God, There's yeah. a bunch of shit everywhere. I'm just like, oh, oh man. man, this is terrible. Nah. But anyways, yes, um, Santa Barbara house <laughs> needs to happen. So yes. All about Michael's needs and wants. What I want to get to, yeah. because, again, all of this, I think why... I enjoy your presence and your company and your... You give Shane presents? So much presence. Fuck. So much presence. And why I have to always put Michael in in the back Michael. burner. Got to put Michael in the, I got, in the corner. I got to put him in the corner because he, he likes to stir the pot. But uh, you're, you are one of the most hardworking people that I know. And that a lot of that 
probably comes down. No, not you, Michael. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about Jordan. Um, because your college experience is one. Oh my god! Of it, it's I don't again. Think I've actually yo, heard do I have okay, so my insurance for this therapy session? <laughs> this this is for the people. This podcast is to show people like sometimes you got to put a lot of fucking work in to where you want to be or where you want to go. Yeah. And you have definitely done that. I should do more. Michael should do so much more. He has not fuck? worked Michael. enough at all. I mean, you just own your own studio at 19 years old. Like, all and right, give me a little tour, backhand. Touring the, tour the world at, you know, at a, such a young age doing monitors for a big jazz artist, you know, as Kamasi Washington. Like, and I once got the gig to play drums you, in Shape Pataki. You did. What? You did get what? that gig. After five other drummers, it was you. Just like Dave Grohl, you stepped in mm-hmm. and you made shape. So are you saying that I'm going to take your place at one point? That's probably possible. <laughs> that uh, uh, you got a lot of practicing on guitar. I do. It's possible. And according to your father, I still have more practicing to do on the drums. That Ooh. is true. That is true. Actually, I just want to say this on the air so that it's on record somewhere. Mike Wilson is the only drummer I've ever seen play drums like he doesn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's not the first time I've heard that. It's for real, man. I saw you at that one gig in LA, and you just looked miserable. (laughs) Oh, shit. That was at Redwood Bar, though. Yeah. Was that? Were you actually miserable, though? That was there was a time when I was like shapes like oh come come out man come out and I was there and Redwood like, Bar yeah that was you were you Kayla. were there at all I couldn't find you but you, you were like down in like a different corner or something like I was that. not miserable I have lots of people that I have to talk to <laughs> sorry I was not miserable I was okay so you probably know this as an artist and an engineer right mm-hmm. he hates rehearsing did you know that Jordan he we'll hates- talk about oh, yeah. this on another hates podcast rehearsing. but. Oh, we're gonna have our own podcast dedicated to the talk of rehearsing, just yeah, you and like, me. Yeah, yeah, it's like Great. it's like I can't wait. Last, don't, don't. last podcast on the left has side stories. Yes. We'll have like rehearsal stories. Okay, all right. Anyways, there we go. Um, Sidebar. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Sidebar. So no, so we we booked this gig. Uh, some friends of ours, Bella Novella, played there, um, and then All Right Spider is like super good friends with all them and we're like okay sweet we're gonna play roto bar for the first time mm-hmm. and it's in downtown right yeah, yeah yeah and um got there parking sucks cool no big deal good food good beer next door whatever you know set up and i set up and the first thing i get is bullshit from the engineer i'm like oh. <laughs> yeah that's I think the worst. I, I think i just gotten back from tour and i was just like dude that's the worst when you get bullshit from an engineer as an engineer and an artist. I'm just like, I'm not about to like dick swing right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> but, and I just kind of like sat there and played drums and then you walked okay. in. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then everything was yeah. better. Yeah. But you're not <laughs> far off because when I was 15 and got accepted to like the music program that definitely like shaped who I am as a musician, one of my very close friends now, Mike Simmons, who was then my teacher. Mm-hmm. I met him, I think. Yeah, he was at my wedding. He was a super um, nice dude. Yeah, but came in and he's just like, man, I've never seen somebody play drums, sound great, but look like they're not doing anything at all. Yeah. And I'm just like, uh, at 15, I was like, is that, <laughs> do I, 
am I doing good or not? I, I don't understand. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I really, do, I don't really understand it to this day, you know, but it's one of those weird things. I've had people tell me that like, I look like I'm, I don't know, not trying. I don't know. You have, you have like a, you have like swag, dude. Uh, no. You, no, 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 you, you have steez. No. Like, you definitely have steez. It's like you're play. playing and you're like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Fuck that. Fuck that ride. Yeah. 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 Are we going? Are we going there? Hey, are we doing that next? Yeah. I remember seeing you first play in a video with Jimmy for Big Monster. Yeah. And like, I couldn't believe it. You looked like an emo kid because your hair was in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> I was like going to roast you for it, but I just never that did because I was like, oh, happen. shit, he's a really good drummer. <laughs> I can't talk shit now. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, man. but yeah, not Colin good enough. Sucked. Not good enough is me. Yeah. He's not He's not up to my level yet. You know, actually, gotta... seeing you play drums at Wilson's wedding, I was impressed. I'm not going to lie. Thank the thing you. that really blew me away was when you did uh, Somebody Kill Me, Please. <laughs> By the way, my idea. That was, dude, yes. that was, I'm not going to lie. That was actually because re- you hit everything perfect. Well, even funnier. The best part of that was the mix, though. Yes, 100%. Oh, one, yeah, <laughs> no doubt. I'm sure that our audience has put it together by now, but I got married recently. <laughs> Shane was in my wedding. Shane played in the band, and I made a, I made Jordan do sound. <laughs> and lighting. The only wedding that had, like, fucking six stages. Yes. <laughs> it Not was by my choice. That was a COVID issue, uh, but we made it happen. But Jordan still had to deal with it. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, hey, Jordan, you ready to make your only day rate in California in 2020? 100%. It was worth every fucking, every second, bro. Shout out, AB5 sucks. AB5 sucks. But... And the companies who used it to cut our pay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's, I'm going to lose I'm gonna lose so much work for that. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, that might be a good segue. I don't know where else we're going with this podcast. Oh, Jordan pa- was going to describe his college oh, experience. Because, again, I haven't even heard look, this. Look, this, right. this is what it comes down to. This is very, it's a very challenging thing that we all three do in different kind of settings and different things, you know, whether it's live sound, whether it's studio production, whether it's, you know, creating music, creating art, doing all that. All those things are very challenging. And uh, it comes down to you have to work really hard it, to accomplish like where you want to be. Yeah. And sometimes it takes a long time. Sometimes it takes way longer than you think it would. Sometimes it feels like, God damn it. Am I just, am I doing the right thing? Yeah. Am I ever gonna, yeah. You, there's nobody, nobody in music or production. Well, maybe in production because they'll be like, Oh, you're doing it wrong. But like <laughs> at least in music, in my experience, yeah. like it's taken me 10 years to grow the balls to put out my own personal music. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's mostly because like, I've never. Like, I think Shane just clinked his whiskey glass on the microphone. I sure He's did. Cheersing it. I sure did. Cheers that SM7B. Che- Cheers. So like nobody tells you you're doing the right thing, right? Like Kayla, my girlfriend, she's she's an actress, mm-hmm. and like n- there's no. She we were talking about it the other day. There's no map of how to yeah. get to where you want to go, right? There's, cause, and if there was, everybody would do it. Right. It's not like you get the entry level thing yeah. and then you keep working and you get promoted yep. or you get a raise here, you get a bonus you, here. You don't start in the mailroom as a guitar player. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, arguably, I think that's what's really fascinating about the time and history that we've grown up. Like, I mm-hmm. think what we've grown up 
thinking happens is something that actually happened the generation before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go to college, you get a degree, you get a job. But we all know yeah. that's not fucking true. Bullshit. Yeah. But the generation that brought us up to believe that, that was true in their life. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they were just trying to do the right thing by giving us good advice. And it was good right. advice for them. And right. I'm all about the angsty, it takes much more to make it in the music industry than it does to go get an accounting job. But the same token, like, it's all the Wild West right now, in my opinion. You know? Yeah. Like, well, yeah, fucking 2020, for yeah. sure. It's not but. It's not only 2020. It's... it's I look at family members who who are fucking killing it in the banking industry with no degree. Yeah. You know what I right. mean? Yeah. And or I have friends who did play that college game and got headhunted out of college to be a badass electrical engineer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, my, my, my cousin works on Wall Street. I got him the gig, but it was because both of us went to SUNY schools, like the shitbag New York schools. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it 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 doesn't matter like what <laughs> What you're doing? Fucking shitbag New York school. Oh, <laughs> fuck it, hey. But it, it, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Like, like I'm inspired by people, like Shane said, who who work their ass off, like you. You know what I mean? Some somebody who shucks who puts in the time and 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 puts in the effort, goes through, like you said, that curve where you hit bottom and and mm-hmm. then you you come out of it and you're just you're focused, even though. Like I found it in my career, even sometimes, and I know I know you guys have too, where it's just like you're you're so blinded by going forward that you don't even realize that you've actually accomplished certain things. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, dude. And you're like, oh wow, like like I remember when I was 18 trying to book shows at Detroit Bar. Yeah, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or like anywhere at my local venue. And you know, fast forward, and it's just like, oh fuck, we just sent an email and got the gig like anytime we wanted. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. that—that's where we're at now. Like that is an accomplishment that like younger me would have been stoked for. Right. Yeah. And there's something about that narrative of like our career path that like sometimes we need to stop and be like, okay, we mm-hmm. have done well. We have yeah accomplished a certain amount of things. But I'm also a firm believer that the second we lose momentum is the second we co- become complacent. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like we right. always need to keep on growing. We always need to keep on pushing. And you know, I think we're all we're all inspired by those, those people, you know, that are just going, going, going. And like, that's all there is. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to (laughs) do? Yeah. Like I, I, I used to hate those people when I was, when I was living in Utica, like I was sleeping on a couch, paying rent for the couch, delivering beer and I don't drink. And like all these people who won like geography lottery would say some shit like, wait, 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 what is that? Like people who, who born in the USA, born in like nice areas. Yeah. Okay, all right. It, I thought you, know you were talking I mean? about there was actually a separate lotto. I don't know if you know this about me, but I love scratchers. <laughs> don't <laughs> get Mike excited. You got him so excited. <laughs> like a seventy-five-year-old woman who smokes like a pack a day. She's like, oh, I love my scratchers. He loves his scratchers. <laughs> but Continue. Like, I, it I, might be the downfall. I always kind of like despise that because, like, yeah, my mom and dad had to work so hard to just give us the baseline equivalent of what everybody else in the country got. Right. You know, like, but is it every, everybody else in the country or is that just the perception? Yeah, exactly what I was getting at. It's you just know? the perception. And this is like, I, where I think I made the most growth personally, not to get like too deep on it, but like I used to blame so much on the system right. and not on myself for changing the system that was around me. And there you have it. 
the end of part one of our episode with Jordan Summer, or Jordy the Blonde. I really want to thank all of you again for listening, following, subscribing, and sharing with your friends and family. It is all about community people, and we just want to thank you so much. And with that, we're also very pleased to premiere Jordy the Blonde's first single, Tension. Be sure to give him a follow on social platforms and give him some love. Here is Tension by Jordy the Blonde. Time needed something new, only need a second, check you like a watch Time is a weapon, I can see what you got My bad, this ain't well thought out Knock it out the park, <laughs> there ain't no doubt It's too loud, I don't like these people Give your friends rumors to talk about What we gonna do about this tension, baby? I can feel your apprehension, baby As long as you was with it, I just wanna hit it Never been a quitter So what you wanna do? So what we gonna do? About this tension, about this tension, uh-oh. 